The views and opinions expressed by the hosts of this podcast are those of the individual and not of any affiliated companies. Occasional adult language is used. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. And now, podcasting live from the city that's always swimming in booze, you're listening to the Rail Riders Podcast with Dean Mraz, Joey Vinsek, and Kyle Hoot. That's right, everyone. Welcome to the very first official episode of the Rail Riders Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle, and let's introduce the other two people I'm here with this evening. Joey, take it away. Oh, yeah, I'm Joey. Uh, I'm here. You know, we're here to talk about uh, theme parks, which is cool. And that's nice. that's Dean. Dean, Dean, go away. I, this is Dean Mraz podcasting from my <laughs> home studio in a city that's not swimming in booze, but rather crackheads. But besides that, I'm over here chilling. Um, unfortunately, we are um, social distancing due to COVID-19, so we are doing this through Skype. So Kyle, our audio master and headmaster, of the Rail Riders podcast um, is going to be doing the audio. So, Kyle, introduce yourself, man. Hi, you my name that. is Kyle. That's pretty much all you need to know about me. I, okay, let's let's restart this. Let's talk about like how we got involved in the industry. So, obviously, I'll go first. So, I've been a fan for fifteen plus years, and I would say I officially got started when I decided to work at Halloween weekends two years ago. Uh, Dean, you go. Um. So yeah. So I kind of got started in the industry. Um. My summer before my freshman year of high school, when I finally sacked up and decided to ride some of the big roller coasters at Cedar Point. Um. But I just started working for Cedar Fair, more specifically Cedar Point, last summer. Continued into the fall, and I look forward to going back this summer. Joy, it's everyone how we drug you into this head first. <laughs> yeah. So. I, uh, I'm roommates with these two, you know, uh, in college, and I have never been that big on theme parks. I liked Cedar Point, but I didn't really visit too often. Uh, and so they kind of just, like, forced me to watch videos of rides for about four months. And then I went to Florida with them, to Universal Studios and Disney World. And Yeah, that's, how, that's how it pretty much started. We, me and Dean, um, I go to Halloween Horror Nights every year. Dean decided to buy a pass and come with me this year. And got roped prob- into that. Probably in November. Did we start planning our January trip, Dean? Yeah, it was end of November, beginning of December, when we kind of booked everything up and stuff. And we, we kind of drugged Joey along with us, and we said, you're going down for well, a no, week, whether no, you it, like it or not. It wasn't that. We we were sitting out in the living room, <laughs> and he's like, shit, you guys are going to Florida? Can I come? And like, like that's pretty much how it went. And then he dove in headfirst. The seven day trip it about killed him. It about killed me. Yeah, can I just can I just say not doing this too often, going straight into a seven day trip from like six AM to very late at night in the parks, God, that is that is draining. Uh, two of the days were pre five AM days. They were. Yeah. The first day I have time stamped in front of Hollywood Studios at five thirty seven AM. <laughs> well, and that was needed to get into rise that was day four of the trip i think wasn't it we had three days of universal yeah yeah that was day that was four. morning number four yeah, morning number four wow what a clusterfuck i mean <laughs> what a trip <laughs> a what a great trip. trip i i loved it i could not have been happier with that trip. It, i loved it too it was a good time on a vacation that is entirely too long from school (laughs) like what else are you gonna do in the middle of january when all your friends from other schools are back at school go to florida yeah Yeah. go to florida absolutely all right let's dive head first into the first story here so indiana beach closed right what wrong yeah 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 (laughs) no no what no, um, it's open again. Indiana Beach has been sold with plans to reopen. Chicago businessman Gene Staples now owns the park, making it a family park once again. What do you guys have to Glad. say about that? You know, I'm <laughs> never, uh, never, never made it there, but decided to well, maybe do it now. Did, really. It's not closing. Joe, you've probably never heard of the damn thing, right? 
No, 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 because we we very much talked about this a while ago. We did talk about it. We talked about it. You guys showed me a lot of rides, and I was I was mildly interested in it. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was a little I was a little sad when it uh got closed down because it's I mean it's never cool to see a family-owned park go under and stuff, but um I'm glad that another family has picked it up and not just you know Cedar Fair, Six Flags, or Universal or whatever. Some big corporation didn't buy it. It's a family-owned park once again and stuff um i know that i will definitely be supporting them and trying to make it out there this summer if at all possible um but i i guess i never really realized where the park was i was always thinking it was way north in indiana like kind of near the tip of lake michigan like where lake michigan kind of borders with illinois and indiana and stuff but it's not it's smack dab like in the southwestern part of the state kind of um so it's a little little odd but I'll, I'll still make it out there sometime. I've always wanted one day. to. Yeah, I've always wanted to go, but no one has wanted to go with me. But now that this happened, it's like re-sparked everybody's interest. But the funny thing about, well, not funny thing, but this place is almost damn near 100 years old. It's 94 wow. years old. So it was family. Yeah. It was family owned by the Spackman family. It opened in 1926 from 2008, and then it got sold off to, um some other company, Morgan something or other, from 2008 to 2015, 2015, where Apex took it over. And then Apex didn't necessarily run it into the ground, but they ran all the other properties into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Filed for bankruptcy. And now Oops. now here we are with, uh, with good old Gene Staples. I hope... He's the next uh, Ed Hart, Dean, and turns this place into something like a Kentucky Kingdom. Not that I like Kentucky Kingdom, but what Ed Hart was able to do to that place to bring it back. Oh, yeah. Little touch on Kentucky Kingdom. I mean, they've built how many new rides in the last, what, five years that he's owned the park or something like that? And they've been decent, solid rides that he's built. Um, So I'm looking forward to, you know, hopefully this Gene Staples fella being kind of along the lines of Ed Hart. Um, I know this park, like, is on a boardwalk and stuff, so it kind of has that boardwalk feel to it. It's really it. unique um, because it's so. literally a, a, a boardwalk beachside amusement park yeah. in Indiana. <clears throat> yeah, which is awesome. But, um, I know I'm looking forward to going out there, Ryan, uh, Steelhawk, and then uh, getting some tacos, too. I've heard the tacos are really good out there. One thing before we end on this is um, Ed Hart is very much a – Let's throw all the money we can at it and hope we see a return on investment. Mm-hmm. Whereas, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's true. <laughs> um, whereas this guy, Gene, basically told the industry, he said, I'm more focused on detail-oriented. You know, He, he, he noted that he was going to do a lot of infrastructure improvements and spend a lot of capital on things that wouldn't necessarily see a return on investment, but it would help make the park look better, which I'm all for. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because sometimes it's not about those flashy items that you can show off and stuff. Sometimes you got to have a good, solid foundation to build from. And so I well, think that's actually, what the mindset he's going it's, for. It's, it's nice to see an owner actually caring about the quality of the the experience. <laughs> Six flags. Money necessarily. Hey, shut <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't. I wish this man a lot of luck. And should they? open this year after all this blows over i will try my damn to see out there really well <laughs> and i'll pay i'll pay admission too i won't try and get a comp ticket i'll pay my way in you know yeah i'll come with you was that on our list of comp parks i i don't know i i don't know i don't know if indiana beach was um i don't know i know like dollywood was kentucky kingdom was I, hell, I even think maybe Holiday World was on there. It was. I, I feel like know. I feel like Indiana Beach might have been on there. Who knows? Who knows? <clears throat> it's awesome though. All right. Next up Next on the story. dock, I will try. Oh boy. Not, <laughs> oh boy. I will try not to start. Oh screaming. boy. <laughs> Is Bob Iger back in charge at the Walt Disney Company? <laughs> That's your bottom dollar. Bob Iger is taking CEO responsibilities back from Chapek, the man I despise. <laughs> I don't, you know, it, it really says something for Chapek to be at the head of the Disney company for like 
two months, maybe. <laughs> Not if even. If that. It's like, it's like when you're learning to drive, right? And you're just terrible. And so your dad just has to take back the wheel because he doesn't trust you to keep your keep you I, guys alive, you know? I will oh, say, like really just I what will a dumbass. Say he got dealt the shittiest hand. He did. He did. You know, to take did, these, to take right, these parks over but... when he took him over. Another thing, I don't think Bob Chapek was the dream hire in the boardroom. I think the Walt Disney Company, you don't like to see... They don't like to hire outside hires. They like to promote from within. I think the only other person yeah. that would have been capable of doing that was Josh Demaro. And I don't... Yeah. So, I don't know. I think Chapek was just a... He's the best we got right now option. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I just... That, I don't know. It's that really, Josh fella, yeah. I think this is to save face, I think. Yeah. Um, also, after this article came out, it came out that Chapek was added to the board of directors, which I found weird. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, like you said, he got dealt a really shitty hand and stuff, um, which really sucks. I mean, nobody, no new CEO wants to walk in with, oh, we're closing the parks. Oh, we're furloughing employees. Oh, we're cutting even more stuff than we already were. You know, nobody wants to walk into that. So, I, I mean, I I truly don't have no. an opinion one way or another with him. I know you guys stand very firm about I... the man, Bob Chapek. He's uh, just. I can. It doesn't matter if he was dealt a bad hand or not. He's still kind of a terrible person. So. <laughs> I can respect. I can respect his business decisions. The decisions he makes make sense from a business point of view. They just make the fanboys mad. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I agree it's, with but that. Also, when you, I when saw, you... I saw, I saw that a quote saying like every every everything Bob Chapek has done have has made Disney more money. But everything he's also done has uh, taken away from the park experience. Yeah, and and when you so, think Disney, you think theme parks, but you know there's so much more than that. So not everything they're going to do is going to be theme park based. But right. when when you look back in CEO transitions, you know, um, Iger pretty much said, "All right, I'm out," and then dipped. <laughs> you know, um, when, when well, I when, think he just he didn't want to he didn't want to go out on the on the low note of coronavirus. Well, you know, he we went saw, out right before this happened. So. Well, another thing I think is if you look at if you look at the Disney company for the past ten years, everything they've done, everything they've been working for, you know, everything that is them, you know, they it's it all came to slow, right? Pretty much after you know Disney Plus and all that stuff got announced. Everything Iger had a hand in was done, and and he'd been saying he wanted to get out. I I just think it was right. a bad time for him to leave. But if you look back at CEO transitions from the past, you know, um, Michael Eisner and Bob Iger. You know, Bob Iger was Michael Eisner's right hand man for two or three years before he took over. You know, I don't I don't think we saw that level of shadowing and training and and stuff from. Uh, Chapek and Iger. You know, obviously you always see them together because Chapek was head of parks and experiences and Bob Iger was CEO. So every time something new in the park opened, they were there. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're I see what you're saying. I, I agree. I don't necessarily I don't think he, uh... I don't necessarily think this means that Chapek is done. It, it means the opposite of that. It just means that Iger's more suited to handle what the parks are currently going through. No, yeah, it's he Chapek will be back. Iger is here to make people calm down. You know, you got to think about investors and everything, and a familiar face could really exactly. help in a time like this. Dean, anything else to add? I mean, nah, nothing really else. I mean, yeah, I, I Chapek's whatever. I mean, he's he's one guy. You know, Bob Iger was a great guy. Um, but I really I look forward to uh that Josh DeMero guy from uh Walt Disney World president the Disney general World. manager yeah president whatever you want to call him yeah I I like him a lot I think he does a lot for both the guest experience and the cast members as well um so it's like you know you're helping the hand that's helping you um, well another so. thing is he's a familiar face in the park it's not <clears throat> unlike for him 
just to go out and and sit in his office. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, it's like it's like Jason McClure at Cedar Point. You know, I always see Jason McClure out walking about and stuff. And obviously, like comparing Cedar Point and Disney is kind of like apples and oranges in a sense. But um, still, you know, it's that leadership that comes from just like the individualized person, not so much like who they work for, but just them truly as a person. And well, I, I kind of worry about Chapek. Another know, thing we saw, sense. you know, if we're going back, you know, Michael Eisner, he would go out and he'd put on a baseball cap and a t-shirt and he'd wait in line and he'd go see shows and he'd go get food <laughs> just so he could see what was wrong and what need fixed. And Iger did that, you know, he didn't make a habit of it, but it happened once or twice. And, and DeMero does, <laughs> DeMero does that at Walt Disney World too. But, I mean, I don't think we've ever seen Chapek just in the parks, not, you know, just trying to connect. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's... We'll see where it takes us after they reopen, I guess. Yeah, so speaking of that, throw us in the next news story, Dean. <laughs> oh, yeah, throwing us into the next news story here. Um, The timeline. Uh, the timeline for when all these parks will reopen. Disney, Universal, uh, Busch Gardens, Dollywood, you know... Cedar Fair, Six Flags, when are they going to open? When are the big parks going to open? When are the small parks going to open? Um, I guess we can each kind of like go through and name some of the top ones that you think will reopen kind of first um, and go from there. I know I can go ahead and start. Um, I think personally Disney's probably going to be the last one to open um, just because they How like to... That? I think that because I think they like to keep their good image, their good public image, and they don't want to open on a bad note per se in a bad they time don't, uh, here's the thing here's the thing disney is a huge mega company right and as <laughs> much as we would like to think that they have a lot of capital tied up in movies <laughs> and disney plus and merch yeah. which they do they make a lot of money off of that they're broke right now theme, theme parks yeah. are the backbone of disney they are losing so much money i would think they would be as eager to open as possible yeah, I mean, I, I'm not I, saying that they're not eager to open. I, I just think they probably want to save face and stuff. You know, I I could see much more like a company as, oh, I don't know, SeaWorld or something who's like in drastic dire need for capital and there. stuff. And, well, another you know, thing, to, another thing to think of is Disney has theme parks all over the world. You know, that is true. You know, they know how to handle this kind of stuff, which. Yeah. Um. What I was kind of hoping you'd you'd go into before that was the fact that Disney and universal joined the Florida governor's board. To oh, yes, reopen. yes, yes. You know, I think in that aspect, you know, Disney universal, I don't think they will be the first two to open, but I don't think they will be the last. Definitely not. I mean, I want to say the first parts to reopen, you need two criteria here. You need to be in a Republican state <laughs> and you need mm -hmm. to not be a corporate That's park. That's true. Not a corporate park <laughs> in a Republican state. Right. I I can see that. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. I I personally see see I, I also see some of the Ohio parks like Kings Island and uh Cedar Point. Well hell those are the only two big parks. But anyways, I see those two opening up like both of them by mid June. Mid June, both of them open. Now it's not gonna be, you know, Flip the flip the switch, well, open gate, Cedar, load really? Cedar Point, normal, Cedar Point you know, and Kings I see, Island. I see both of them open up mid June. Cedar Point and really? Kings Island also joined Mike DeWine's task force for how to reopen the state. Mikey well, DeWine. Know, we're man. we're reopening May first. That's the start of our plan to start reopening. And I I don't see any parks being open by mid June. I think that's far too early. Hmm. I, go, I don't know. I go back I don't know and about forth you. because I think, I don't know. I really then don't. Then you, you got Kentucky Kingdom over here in left field going, hell yeah, we're opening up June, mid, early June, like June 1st as yeah, soon as we they can. Sent out a face, <laughs> they sent out like a Facebook post or tweet the other day. It was a press announcement. It is like, we are definitely opening in the beginning of, of June. Yeah. <laughs> is it, isn't Dollywood the same way too? I so, could have swore I saw something from so Dollywood that Dollywood's so planning I read something for today early saying, June too. I read something today saying that this wasn't Dollywood, but this was Pigeon Forge saying that yeah. Pigeon, oh, yes, 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 Pigeon yes. Forge has, you know, however many hundreds, thousands of population, and they've only had like 10 cases of this thing. 
Yeah. And that they're going to be yeah. one of the first places to start reopening. So I don't think Dollywood's going to be the first, but I think things around Pigeon, there, Forge in general. You know, like FECs yeah. and mini golfs and dinner shows, all that stuff could stepping stone take you there. Yeah. I think. And like, it sucks. No, nobody's got, nobody knows exactly what's going to happen and stuff. I mean, none of us are virus experts or anything like that. You know, the media and stuff swings a different way each day, but you know, I, go ahead, Joey, whatever you're going to say. I, I, I have nothing to say. Was it, <laughs> was it Kyle then? Was yeah, Kyle gonna I, w- say I was going to say something. Um, yeah, go ahead. You know, we've been seeing the past couple days, these parks in China starting to reopen. Um, there's a theme park chain called Fanta Wild. They own 13 theme parks throughout China, and they're all reopening. Like, they're all open now. Mm-hmm. And, and you see places like uh, like Shanghai Disney, you know, they're, they're starting phase reopenings. You know, so we see where this thing started is slowly starting to open back up and return to some form yeah. of normalcy, if you, we could, have to, if you could call it that. We have to think. China had this this start months before we did, so I don't know if I I don't know if we want to use that timeline to think about I, this. If, I, if we were think, to go off of do. China reopening, of months left. I don't think we do, but a lot of these parks in China have some tie to parks in the United States. You know, either the parent yeah. comp- the parent company yeah. is the same, so I think they'll be able to take what they've learned from here and apply it to the states. You know, we see yeah, like, I, we see like Shanghai yeah. Disney, for instance, because they're like the big leader in this. You know, they're doing um, mandatory face masks, um, hand sanitizer everywhere, social distancing, six feet, temperature checks. Now, I don't think all of that will work in the states, but I think we'll definitely see some of that. And you know, you, yeah, got, no, you got parks like I Universal agree. sending out surveys to pass holders asking, you know, what would make you comfortable and, and stuff like that. So it's a different attitude than we had you know, six weeks ago when all these parks were, oh, were closed. We don't know when we're going to open, go home, stop payments, everything. Yeah, I know. I totally agree and stuff. And I think what you said is kind of important is that they have a lot of ties to parent parks and stuff. So they'll be able to learn from what they're doing and stuff. Now, obviously they might not duplicate every single measure that they're taking in China, but not to get too health, whatever. But in my mind, looking at it is that China had a really spiked, coronavirus cases like it, it there's no flattening of the curve over there yeah they didn't there. you know how they always quick. talk flat curve here so their timeline is shortened because they didn't flatten the curve they had a bunch of cases really quick and then they slowly started to decline stuff like that that's from what i've gathered from all the news outlets well, and a and lot of a lot of what we're doing TV. a lot of what we're doing too you know quote unquote flattening the curve is is making sure that we're going to have the available hospital space when this thing does peak Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and so I think that's, that's what I'm getting into. Yeah. Is that like we our timeline may be extended because we're flattening the curve. We're not letting it peak. You know, we're 100%. just kind of riding it out. So that's the that's the thing we have to look towards as well. I think the biggest problem with reopening everything is we've been flattening a curve. We've been we've been drawing this all out. Right. So we haven't really seen the peak yet. As soon as things start reopening, like theme parks. That's when we're going to see the, the spike oh, yeah. Yeah. in cases. And yeah. you know, so, in Ohio, like you said, that's next Friday is when things slowly start to reopen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess we'll see. We'll, we'll just see how it plays out, you know? I mean, I definitely think that some, like, small family-owned parks are going to, you know, just not open. It's not going to be beneficial. Be, nah, I would think they'd open sooner. You think so? They need money. They need the money. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. A lot of it's just personal responsibility too. Like if you don't feel safe, yeah. don't go. But I'll tell you one thing: I'm going to whatever park opens first. I don't care where it's at. Texas, California. <laughs> if that park is Kentucky Mexico, Kingdom. Mexico, New Mexico, you... Kentucky Kingdom. I'll go back to Kentucky Kingdom. I don't care. If I'm that going. park is Kentucky Kingdom, uh, I'll let you I'll, go by yourself. I'll join you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, All right. who wants to take us into the next story here, gentlemen? I can do it if you want. All right. I mean, take s- it away, since Kyle. We're, since we're talking about companies needing money, um, let's go into a little bit of financial stuff. So <laughs> um, Six Flags had their, I guess, earnings call. 
right? You can call it that. Earnings call. And they sure. just had crazy numbers come out of this thing talking about what they're doing. Um, so they intend to eliminate at least 30 to $40 million of additional non-labor costs in 2020. Just think about that for a second. They own, you know, however many parks, like 20, 25. And mm-hmm. they want to cut $40 million of expenditures. That's... So woof. <laughs> woof. Big old woof. woof. <laughs> Wow. As of March 31st, 2020, the company had cash on hand of $23 million and revolving credit of $21 million. So they came out and said that they have enough credit line and, you know, profits to sustain this thing for like, I think it was up to like 16 months. They could, if the parks don't open, they'll be fine. But after that, they're going to run into issues. But, I think 16 yeah, months yeah, is a good one for him. You know, 16 months, that's pretty good that's for just six fine. flags. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be fine. I don't I, see any problems here. I, it came out um, a couple of the smaller new for 2020 parks. I think um, Discovery Kingdom had like a wild mouse or something going to it. That got scrapped. Um, Green Lantern from oh, Magic sure. Mountain was supposed, supposed to go to La Ronde. That got scrapped until next year. So they're, I mean, they're already doing this by you know, cutting new rides. I just want to know what they're going to do for the rest of it. I don't know. Yeah, I think everywhere we're going to see cuts just everywhere. Well, our there, next, there's not going to be much. Our next news story here. is, you know, copy paste the same thing about Cedar fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of times, you know, when, when you buy a ride, it, it's part of your five-year plan for that park. And, you know, your ride is paid for, you know, maybe not paid for, but, but, you've cut a check to the manufacturer at least a year before this thing starts being built. Oh yeah. But six flags, you know, I would say that for Cedar fair, you know, they always have two or three big new rides that are paid for a year before they start building six flags likes to do a lot of the, uh, cheapo off the shelf rides that you wouldn't necessarily pay for until they're installed. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I know like, I don't know. I think everybody's going to be hurt and stuff, but especially the small companies will probably be hurting. Um, but I don't know. Six Flags likes to flub their numbers a little bit too, you know. So I, I, you know, they, <laughs> I also they, think they, I also they think were they're... saying that they were going to be able to afford buying out Cedar Fair just a couple months ago, and then it came out like a month after that. Oh, they're four million dollars in debt or something. Well, I think another know? thing so... that's going to help Six Flags is they're essentially like, if you want to think about it, they're the babysitting service of theme parks, right? You know, oh yeah. You oh, pay yeah. you pay six bucks a month for your membership, you drop your kid off, you pick him up at the end of the day. So I think in that aspect, they're gonna be fine. Yeah. Because like like if you look at me, I haven't been to a Six Flags park in two years. Mm-hmm. I'm paying eight bucks a month right now for a pass. <laughs> you know. Sorry, sorry about you know, that bubble. Um, <laughs> no, I I was gonna get it anyway. <laughs> but I mean, just think of how many other people are in my position, you know. It, and and the reason I'm not canceling is it's eight bucks a month. That, that's a cup of coffee at Starbucks, you know? Yeah. Right. Like it's two cups, two cups, maybe two. I don't know. It's, I think they're going to be better positioned than some of these parks, but not much better. Um, let's all right, Dean, take us into the Cedar fair side of that. Cause you know, you more know, about that than I do. It's the same thing. It's, it's the same thing. Same thing over on the Cedar Fair side. I'm a big Cedar Fair guy. Kyle's a big Six Flags guy. So we kind of go at it sometimes. I am a big Cedar Fair guy, what Joseph. A, Thank God, you. What an, what an angelic park. Wow. <laughs> what a, great, what a great park. Perfect. You know, when I think of the word perfection, I just think of Cedar Fair <laughs> So parks. Cedar wow. Fair, Thank between, you. Thank between you. cash on hand and their revolving credit, they have access to about $200 million at this time. And how much did Six Flags have? God, I don't remember. I'm not looking at that. 21 mil. 21 mil. So Cedar Fair seems to be doing better. That was if I read the article right. I was was zooming real fast. (laughs) Zooming. (laughs) No, they got got 131 mil. 131 mil for Six Flags. And and 131 for Six Flags? Yeah, 131 mil for Six Flags and and 200 200 mil for Cedar Fair. You're fair. Your fair is doing a little better. Yeah. 
I'm, I, I'm looking at the the labor is is a big thing here in this article. Yeah, uh, they reduced the CEO's salary by forty percent. That's awesome. I love that. But like, <laughs> that's that's really cool. That's that was nice of. But, I mean, everybody else is also getting affected. That's yeah. That kind of sucks. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it. I'm worried about some of the special events and stuff happening because that's. I mean, that's what I do. Yeah, at the I don't think. I, I don't think you have to worry because they're not good anyway. Oh, easy there, easy there. Pretty good, but um, I. I <laughs> no, but not. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of worried about some of the you know special events at some of the different parks like Knott's Berry Farm having their Boys and Berry Festival. I mean that I think the time's already passed for that one. I'm kind of worried for some of the, the Han events, you know. But think about it this way: the funding for all of these events will probably just go from about twenty bucks to ten. <laughs> Uh, it's not. It's not like they're throwing a lot of money at these anyway. Hey, I I love the Sear for special events and stuff. Rag on me all you want, but I love them. Um, but you know, I I don't know. I'm also looking down the article and stuff where it says Sawmill Creek. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people kind of forgot that. Oh, they just bought a huge, you know, resort right next to Cedar Point too. They <laughs> uh, they they, spent, they they were saying they spent, that they're gonna they demolish it and rebuild this and you know, but uh I don't know. So. <laughs> also, while we're talking about all this financial stuff, did you guys uh, – Joe, you probably didn't. But, Dean, did you see the article from uh, SeaWorld after Sergey Riviera, their CEO, of five months resigned? Because of um, – he, he disagreed. He disagreed with the board of directors on how they were handling this coronavirus thing. So the way they did it was they they were the first company to furlough all their employees – but they didn't shocker, leave them. real shocker. There. But the other companies are leaving benefits, right? SeaWorld didn't yeah. leave them any of their benefits. So like, uh, so like health insurance in a major panda- yeah. uh, global pandemic, yeah, you don't have it. Good luck. Oh, that is, that's awful. And then I, 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 I see why he left. And then you know all the investors got a huge bonus somehow. I, I, I'm a little huh. unclear of how that worked, but. They're like, oh, we handled that really well, and then they got a huge ass bonus. That was, yeah. I'm that try- is that I'm is trying to find pretty it, scummy. But I don't. Really, I can't. Yeah, you can't find a, a good part to. No, that's, that's and that's what it, when it came out, that's what it was. To everyone's like, oh, I knew they were shitty, but I didn't know they would do. Didn't that. know they were bad. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they not... they furloughed everybody a good two weeks before everyone else did. Yeah, you know they did theirs like end of March, you know a week left in March, and everyone else did theirs mm-hmm. just not too long ago. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean nobody truly knows in this situation. I've said it once. I'll say it many times. Nobody knows. I mean I'm guessing the parks will open mid June. Who knows? They they couldn't open till September. I think some will, which means you know the money and stuff. But I. I think I'm not so much worried for this year because I kind of think all the checks were written. You know, the T's are crossed, I's oh, yeah. are next, dotted, and next stuff. Next year, kind of all the, the stuff big this year. Money saving. Yeah, next year and probably up to two, three years, maybe after, I could see them cutting back different things. Um, if that means maybe pushing off rides, new rides. If that means you know cutting some festivals come next year or whatever. I think um, the Six but, Flags mentality of something new at every park every year will not survive this. Yeah, but if I agree. You, if you look at something like like Cedar Fair, their investment plan typically is one or two big new rides a year, and everybody else gets you know nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. I think Cedar new, a new might, park bench, a new park yeah, bench, something like that. <laughs> so maybe instead of two new rides a year, we'll see one. I don't know. Yeah. But another thing, I don't know. another thing with all this, um, I kind of forgot was like all the parks extending their passes. Yes. You know, it started with not. It started with knots. They were like the trendsetters. Yeah. And then all of Cedar Fair. And then I. Th- think six flags has done it at this point maybe not but i know for a fact they're doing um you can pause your payment but if you choose not to pause it you get upgraded a level hmm. and and That's your pass nice. extended the number of times it's closed um fl- the florida parks are doing you know me and dean oh, actually yeah all of us are universal pass holders and they're doing um, yeah 
however many thank days, god for that however many days they're closed is how many days your pass gets added up which is awesome because that means i don't have to renew are, come uh, september yeah thank god that actually saved us to be honest well, I was I was gonna renew anyway. I still will, but I know you guys probably won't. So that saved you from having yeah, to yeah. renew again. Yeah, it saved it saved Dean. You would have been fine, Joey. It saved Dean. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, <laughs> it really it really did yeah, save true. me. Because I I my expiration date is in September. Um, it would have been like it was his would have expired like week a week before we went. Yeah, and I would have been ticked because I can't. I I'm not doing the horror nights trip. Um next year next year i won't be able to do the horror nights trip due to student teaching and stuff but uh um but yeah so i i lucked out that way um but can we talk about those gold pass holders at cedar point getting they got the deal, the deal of, of a the century <laughs> half of last year all of this year whenever they open up and all of next year for 99 dollars. 99 bucks uh, are you kidding me that is something it's, Netflix it's, costs more than that it's for funny. It's Christ. funny is what it is. It's funny. <laughs> Netflix costs more than that for like eight months. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right, right now, twelve ninety nine a month for my Netflix. That's yeah. awesome. That's more than my awesome six flags pass. Yeah. Jesus. But, yeah, that's awesome for the gold pass holders. I mean, I, I know we're, well, me and Kyle are platinum pass holders because we go to Kings Island and stuff, but um, that's awesome for the gold pass holders, you know, getting all that good perks and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I really think it was, it was really awesome that they came out and already said that, Hey, we're already going to extend your passes and stuff to next year. And I, I just love that Cedar fair did that like right out of the gate. Like I know Knott's Berry farm. Um, well the whole, the whole thing was that they were going to extend operating days and add on more operating days. But as me and Kyle have talked before with Knott's, very farm when they're open 365 days here you can't really add any more operating days and the same thing goes for like carowinds and uh king's well, no, island Knotts you know, was never gonna, was never gonna add soon. days knots was gonna extend your pass it was the other parks that's that were right gonna add yeah days. so the other parks yeah like king's island carowinds and stuff that kind of open up relatively early in the season i mean i think carowinds open up like end of march well, yeah, last you have, year you have such a then, wide range of when those parks open because like yeah. King's Dominion and Carowinds and, and like that slate of parks, they open yeah. in, in mid-March. And then yeah. two months later, everything else opens. Yeah, exactly. And so that's like, it, like we had talked about, it would be hard for, say, a park like King's Island to add operating days unless you tack on weekday Halloween haunt nights, which, you know, that's just not a good idea, or more Winterfest nights. But you're already open for a majority of the time between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know? So it... It, it's a it's a very good move that they made and stuff it keeps everybody happy um so it's it, it's a good move and i'm really happy and excited for it and stuff and so now i think a lot more people maybe opt to get a pass and get a like add on the extras like the dining plan or whatever because if they're like hell if i'm paying the same price for two years as i would one year you know See, i'm against i'm I, against that 100 fucking percent I get, I get you if, if you bought, no, if you bought a pass up before this point, sure, extend it another year. I don't care. Anyone who buys a pass at this point forward should not get another year because you know that there's a chance you're not going to get to go this year. That is on you. Yeah, that is, I guess that is a true point. Because you, you, know, you don't know I, how I many people, that, I, I have, you, know? you don't know how many people I, I, I have talked to. I've talked to so many people who said, I, I was never going to buy a Cedar Point pass or whatever, but now that I know it's good for for two years hell two yeah years. i'm gonna buy one i, I yeah, think I those guess that people should sense. not get another year out of it but oh well yeah i'm not in charge yeah and i i feel like that would be super hard to i don't know kind of hard to keep track of too is like oh well you get two years oh you don't get two years you know judging on the day that you bought it and stuff um because like for me i didn't buy i haven't bought my dining plan yet i just renewed my pass in the fall um and so i haven't renewed or bought my dining plan for this year so like that would kind of screw me that i'm kind of in limbo that okay well i have my actual platinum pass for two years but i only have my dining pass for one year you know so i guess that was maybe one avenue that they thought of um but you know who knows who knows what went down at the round table at cedar fair but i'm glad that they decided to extend the passes good move good pr move it's a good peace of mind thing but yeah 
But on the other hand, the negative side of it is that it kind of worries me a little bit that they're really not expecting to open much this year. I think, you know, that's, I think some that of their, look, that's what kind of scares me. I think you know? some of their parks probably won't open. But I think Cedar some, Fair. But I think yeah. But I think some will. You know, it's it's just a. It's huh. like an across the board thing. They because they don't know. But yeah, you can't sit here and tell me that. At least the way things are looking right now. You can't sit here and tell me that all twelve parks are going to open this year and are going to have a season or all thirteen or whatever. Yeah. You know, but it just it just depends on states and stuff, and then you know what happens when we start opening up you know so and the whole the whole thing about oh there may be a second wave of this coronavirus come september or september october you know into christmas you know hell yeah so who knows let's let's break into the next thing here um yeah another thing no well we're just gonna keep running down the list a couple more couple more i thought that was the list but all right all right Uh, go ahead hold on on. no 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 Four more, four more mini things. They won't take long. Um, oh, it's oh, okay, all right. I wasn't looking on the second page. Yeah. Whoops, go ahead. Halloween Horror Nights version two speculation map. Ow, ow, ow. Version one was this is dog shit. This is this <laughs> is really good. This is really good. I like it. <laughs> I like it better than version one. Yeah. I still don't love it. Mm-hmm. What don't you love about it? Okay, Joey. You know what I don't like? What don't you like? I don't like that the Fast and Furious ride is not open. Just hold on. Dude, I don't shut like, your don't even... dumb ass up. Stop. We'll talk about no, that. We'll talk the about ride that. is dog shit. We will talk about that in a minute. <laughs> Joey, this will be my sixth year at Horror Nights. 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, and 30. So my first year was a big anniversary year. And anniversary years are full of – supposed to be full of – throwback houses you know like best of because a horror there's never the same horror nights house you know there might be rehashings and whatnot but it's not the same so one of my favorite houses was called 25 years of fear and it was a rehash of all of the best houses from the past 25 years i want something like that and looking i don't think you can expect them to do that every five-year anniversary though i know but it just kind of seems lazy. I think like, you're you're putting your wishes ahead of. I am, I am. Yeah. I will say the last I, version one had a fucking Billie Eilish house. <laughs> what the... uh, this still does. This this does. It does. Yeah, it's got music by Billie oh, Eilish for one of the one of the damn. houses. Um, I will say Dungeon of Terror is a house from Halloween Horror Nights one. I'm like a rehash. I'm really excited cool. about that. That'd be awesome. I'm looking at uh, the Haunting of Hill House. I don't know if you guys have watched that. That's yeah. a great, great show. That that will be cool. I'm excited about that. Beetlejuice. Is, that's all. Awesome. I, I like the Beetlejuice. I'm excited for that one. Um, one big change I saw from version one, and granted, this is all speculation. You know, n- none of this is confirmed. Right, right. But one thing right. we saw on version one, and that's not here in version two, is Gremlins. And I know a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people were really excited for that. Yeah, I think I yeah, I, I, I think that be could be really cool. I mean, Gremlins is a classic. There's still a couple mm-hmm. spots here that aren't, aren't filled. No scare zones are filled, and then the two shows. I mean, I'm scare zones. Don't I'm almost exactly make sure that there will be something. Something. I mean, if we're going into Universal's IPs, they just had a huge horror movie, uh, Invisible Man. Well, Universal. I'm, I'm sure that will. Yeah, their original houses are always a blast because they don't have to please oh. any, they don't have to please anybody. They're they're really good at doing their own houses. That's not what I'm worried about. I, I don't know what I'm worried about. I just the first lineup didn't really strike me as all that interesting, and I just carried that same attitude. Is yeah. I think you just need to keep an open mind. Kyle. Is bedtime stories yeah. that Adam Sandler movie? Uh, yeah. How the hell is that horror nights related? <laughs> well, it's it's an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's, scary. that's like saying Look, that's like asking how Billie Eilish is going to have her own haunted house. You know, like okay. that, that was Eilish. Billie Eilish some, her Billie Eilish makes some edgy music. She's like she's like punk, right? That's that, that's that makes sense. Yeah. You know, we saw that last year with the Rob, with the Rob Zombie scare zone, you know. 
But that no, okay, the, uh... that was cool though. That the the um House of a Thousand Corpses that was cool. No, no, what I'm not talking. I'm not talking about the House Billy of a Thousand I... Corpses. I'm talking about the Rob Zombie Scare Zone. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, that was okay. Fuck. That was okay. I just Billie Eilish gives off this air of just creep. Okay, have you? I mean, yeah, if you no, watch I, her damn yeah, music, I agree does. with you. I agree yeah, with you. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. It's just why she's very edgy, one very person. creepy. Uh, she's big. She will draw crowds. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess. I think it's a smart move. It, I'm gonna be the, honest. It's the strange. It's the pop culture Stranger Things thing we saw a couple years yeah. ago. You know that, I guess, yeah. that drew the biggest lines that they even had ever seen because it was this Netflix show that everybody loved. And I don't think Billy Eilish can have that exact same effect, but you know all the the TikTok teens and Instagram teens coming to the event, I mean, they're gonna see. She yeah. has a lot of people that were they're gonna look at. They're gonna look at this lineup and they're gonna say, okay, Beetlejuice, Bedtime Stories. Oh shit, Billy Eilish. Like, you know, it'll draw crowds. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm excited for Dungeons of Terror. Is my and I really, what about uh bill and ted where's on, bill where's hold on ted hold on a i really hope another one of my favorite houses was american werewolf in london and that had a couple different rehashes i really hope we see that come back that is my one wish well you you should keep wishing pal i'm wishing because <laughs> <I'm wishing. laughs> i doubt something that specific would come back another time i don't know man we saw um, the Walking <laughs> The Walking Dead was in Horror Nights for seven years. Okay, well, The Walking nice. Dead was like the number one show on television for seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened to that? I used to watch that. Yeah, it it fell off. They did a year round yeah. haunt at Hollywood Universal Hollywood. Yeah, that, I saw that. That I feel lasted, like that would have been cool. To it go lasted see. for like two years and then it closed. Hmm. Hmm. Shows if the Lagoon show is last year's, I'm fine with that. Um, I don't watch. Yeah, that was a good show. I don't watch Academy of Villains. I never have. I never will. I don't care about it. So that I could give or take that. But the Lagoon show was cool. It was cool. I'm glad we went and saw that last year. Um, I like. I like where something like um, the Lagoon show, you could just walk up to it five minutes before it started and just stand and watch it. Versus something like Academy of Villains or Bill and Ted, where you had to like sit down and plan okay i'm gonna go to this showtime and then show up like a half hour beforehand yeah Yeah, that kind of sucks yeah having to do that especially on on horror nights crowd nights are so hit or miss you know you might go one night and every house is a hundred minute wait and then you might go the next night and every house is a 20 minute yeah yeah it just all depends but i don't know i i know another thing that i did see on twitter was that somebody was came up with the idea that maybe do a Halloween Horror Nights 29.5 because the Halloween Horror Nights 30 deserves a big celebration, a big year, you know, not something that's kind of half-assed or whatever. Not saying that it's going to be half-assed, but you got to look at it as though they're not bringing in money right now, you know, and I, I don't know how many checks have been wrote for the different houses come the fall, you know, they stop construction. It goes, it goes back to that whole thing where you pay for this stuff before it's announced. Um, yeah, Horror Nights true. houses get built so many eight, people months, have eight months out of the year. They'll, they'll be fine. Literally, yeah, they'll be fine. The event ends, and then, like, as soon as Christmas ends, like December 26th, they go all mm-hmm. hands on deck, and they start building these houses, so... Whatever is going to be there, provided the event happens, is already well under construction. And granted, we don't know any of it because usually they have announcements by now. But with the nature of everything going on, we don't. But they know. You know, they they're already building it. I think what I heard, Universal will be open by then, and we'll see Horror Nights for sure. Yeah. The only thing I think will be different is I think we'll still have conga lines through the houses. But a lot of Horror Nights houses have things that, like, hang down and dangle in your face. I don't think we'll see that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't think those will be a thing this year. But I I still think we'll see. Nothing that will touch people. I still think we'll see conga lines and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think. If, I don't think it'll hell, be changed. Hell, if there aren't conga lines, I'd hate to see those wait times. Like, if they 
try and group you like they do at uh for Cedar Point, for example, you know, I would love to see those lines yeah. because I wait last year was my first year at Horror Nights and I, I couldn't believe that they just conga line you through. I was like, What the what the heck? I'm not gonna get any scares, but <laughs> Little did I know, I, I still did get some scares and stuff. You know, I, I was pretty scared through some of the houses. But uh, you're, you know, you're I, also a pussy, Dean. So. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever, Joey. We can hash that out another day. But but what I'm saying <laughs> is, like, you know, the lines were already a hundred minutes. You know, at seven o'clock at night when the event just opened. You know, and and they were conga lining people through. So I'd hate to see it where they're not conga lining through. Hate to see those wait times. Yeah, I would not want to do that. Yeah. Another thing that might happen, though, is my very first time at Horror Nights was not supposed to be an event night. The event was supposed to be over, but because of the hurricane, they added two event nights, and it was dead. Uh So another thing I can see this year is, you know, if these things do open, but the virus is still very much a threat, you'll see a lot of dead nights where people just don't want to go. I agree. <clears throat> I so, can see that. So maybe they can get away with pulsing some nights. That's the term. That's like the term they use is pulse the line. Yeah. But. All right. Let's, mm. <laughs> this is a funny one. I like this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jackson Cobb see right Six Flags Great Adventure Safari trespassers spotted by cameras, and these aren't the uh, <laughs> these aren't the Walmart you know the bank security cameras that just look like a stick. You know these are uh, HD 1080p cameras. <laughs> you know, yeah, there are very very well documented pictures of these two dudes and their faces and everything. This is it's like a, a clown. Movie. It's, I don't it, even. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't. None of the articles I've read talked about what the hell they were doing in there. Like they, they were just there, I guess. Like they trespass in the safari, but what what terrible place to trespass in <laughs> as well? Joey, you would love to trespass in the safari. Let's so, be honest here. Come so on, Joey, you, know, we, Dean, you say that until you come face to face with a fucking animal, Dean. Then <laughs> you wouldn't love to be in the safari. I know. I know. Copy. You know. <laughs> So Joey, yeah. where are these yeah, guys? Yeah, I better know. Copy will just kick your ass. Where these right guys trespassed is it provides a pretty good view of the new coaster they're building, um, Jersey Devil. Mm-hmm. So I think wait, it's... they actually put uh, footers in for Jersey Devil. Dude, I, Jersey I didn't Devil hear that one. It's like halfway done now. Like it didn't. Like honestly, it was it was so behind for so long, and then just in a week, like half the track went up. It's insane. <laughs> like they are they are back on schedule. But I would imagine they were trying to get pictures or video or something and just, oh, shit, let's hop the fence. You look at these pictures of the two. They just look clueless. Yeah, like they don't even <laughs> like, know what they're doing there. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't know where the hell they are. I don't know. I don't think they were there for such a specific reason. They don't. I mean, look at this. These two. They don't. They don't clowns, look like okay? a theme park they're, review or anybody like that. And then in that, the same you know? in the same article, they're they talked vampires. about how the same cop later found a family just biking along that road. So maybe it's just not gated. There's like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's this is just ridiculous. I, don't I love the knee high. It's a funny though. story. Awesome. It's a funny story. Another funny story. Man arrested after breaking into Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not gonna say what he did was right. I'm just gonna say I understand it. <laughs> Officers responded to the scene and found the man in the park around 11 p.m. near a construction site by the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. So that would have been the construction site for Avengers Campus. Yeah. He's eh, eight. Police say yeah. an 18 year old man was arrested after he broke into Disneyland Sunday night. Jeremiah Smith, a transient resident of Anaheim, was seen jumping over a gate into the back lot of California Adventure. Police believe the suspect's motive may have been to steal items or equipment from the construction site. I would have just liked to see it. Can we just talk about... I would have broke in there to see the damn thing. That's cool. Can we just talk about how how big of a company Disney is? They have shitty security. (laughs) They really do. It's it's quite easy to get into their parks. It really, it, it's not. Although, even... you, you know, it we're during a pandemic, though. I mean, I can't blame them. You know, 
It's not yeah. even just sneaking into their parks. It's like you always see stuff of people breaking into Disney off hours. Like the guy that was just able to um, Patrick's bikes backdoor Disney. He was just able to get in there and just steal a fucking animatronic. <laughs> like what the yeah. hell? <laughs> well, you know, we also got to think Disney's so big. Maybe people just break into that more than any other park. Yeah, it's hard to watch a whole park. This article makes That's it sound. So this article makes it sound so easy, though. It says he was seen hopping a fence. Like, like you're telling me jumped over you're telling me there is there is a singular scalable fence with no barbed wire or anything (laughs) (laughs) that is all that is separating me i i don't know it it just confuses me that's something okay one last story here that has to deal with dorney park <laughs> uh, Here's Dor- a coaster. Oh wait, no, no coaster, no coaster. No turn, look, no look. A shocking turn of events. Dorney Park was going to get a new coaster, something they haven't gotten since Hydra back in like 2008, 2009. Yeah, woof. The same day, the blueprints were presented at like a, a county commissioners meeting or something. They were pulled at the request of Dorney <laughs> Park. Wow. That's uh, that's unfortunate. So it says an application to further develop the property located at 3830 Dorney Park Road. The plan proposes to remove an existing attraction, construct a new attraction, and then all walkways and everything, and relocate a portion of the existing Zephyr train ride. So then all the nerds went in and said the attraction that would be removed would be Possessed, which Dean is their uh, impulse coaster, like Wicked Twister. Yeah. Doesn't it have the hold brakes? Is that yeah, one that has the hold brakes? It has brakes? hold brakes, but they don't work. Ah, okay. At least they didn't. <laughs> at least they didn't work when I rode it. But like a ride, a place like Dorney Park has few and far between good coasters, and Possessed is yeah. one of those good coasters. Like <laughs> I get what they were gonna put in would be better than Possessed, but the thought to me that you have to lose one of your better rides to get a ride that's slightly better just irks me. Yeah, and it, it never came out if this was as a cause of COVID nineteen or if this was just uh, they decided not to do it. Like we don't know why it got pulled. We just know the same day they were presented, they got pulled. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a sucks, another clown but... show moment. Well, in yeah. Dorney Park is kind of Cedar Fair's like dumping ground. You know, when a ride doesn't go. <laughs> I hate to say it, but when a ride doesn't go anywhere else, it goes to Dorney Park. Like uh, like Demon Drop at Cedar Point, you know, <laughs> it was supposed to go to Knott's, then it was supposed to go to, I think, Carowinds, and then no one wanted it, and they're like, shit, just give it to Dorney. <laughs> give it to Dorney. <laughs> you know, and like um, uh, Cedar Point Swan Boats, they went there, like, shit goes to Dorney all the time that Dorney doesn't want or need, but they take it because they don't get anything else otherwise. <laughs> I otherwise s- it'll be like michigan's adventure you know what i think michigan's adventure has more good rides than dorney does coast watch coast shivering timbers that's it shivering timbers and wolverine wildcat i think are two shivering timbers is amazing wolverine wildcat's okay and their arrow corkscrew isn't that rough but what the fuck do you have at dorney park you have an okay invert and talon Hydra, which is far and beyond the best ride there. It, it's actually a really good ride. And Steel Force. Yeah. Thunderhawk. Possessed. That's five. That's all I can think of. Unless I'm missing one. Don't they have a good... I thought they had a good... Where's Excalibur at? Oh, that's at Worlds of Fun. That's not at Dorney oh, Park. Okay. Wrong side of the world. That's like a, That's like Gemini's long lost Yeah. Brother. But I don't know if we ever did. We say what kind of ride this was supposed to be. Wasn't it supposed to be like a ZDT's amusement yeah, park supposed, ride? It was supposed to be a, a gravity group shuttle coaster, yeah. which is like um, what ZDT's has in Switchback. So basically, like your gravity group Woody. So like Mind Blower, Kentucky Flyer, Oscar's Wacky Taxi, like little little fun rides like that, with a uh, vertical spike, like in Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure. Oh, it seems you've lost power. Yeah, like that. You know, except <laughs> instead of Hagrid talking to you, it's 
the operator uh. screaming to put your phone away. <laughs> like, uh, it prob- I don't know. It probably would have been the best ride there. It would have been back and forth between that and Hydra. I've heard Steel Force is pretty good. Steel Force is... I've also not been there, so it's I don't o- have it's an opinion okay. It is not my favorite Morgan Hyper, but it is okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. I mean, it's it's not great. It's good. Yeah. Oh. So what you think? You think we won't see this in 2021, or we will? That depends on why did it get pulled. Did it get pulled because Probably Dorney Park now. wanted to try to go into damage control and minimize the spread of this thing? Yeah. Or, or did it get pulled because Cedar Fair called and said, hey, you don't have the money for it anymore? <laughs> hey, remember when we told you you could have something? Nah. <laughs> I mean, seeing as to get any manufacturer to do a custom layout for your park, you have to put down a certain amount of money. Yeah. So, like, I'd say we will see this thing at some point. It's just a matter of when will we see it? Yeah. I'm sure they'll keep a rainy day fund tucked a rain, away. A rainy day fund. That's what they call it, huh, Joey? Yeah. <laughs> I think when it no, does throw, come, it'll be throw all right your there. spare change in there and eventually you can buy the coaster. That's the, all the change that they pick up going down the, the first uh, drop <laughs> or the first inversion. That's where it all goes. The rainy day fund of Cedar See, Fair. Dorney Park has a lot of like fun little flat rides. Like they have they have Demon Drop, they have a lot of like flat rides you don't see anywhere else. They have a cool log flume. Like, their flat ride collection isn't bad, and their water park is really good. If they could just get a couple more decent coasters, like, I could see myself going back. Yeah. Cause it, well, you like you like Allentown, so. I, I do like Allentown, but not for Dorney Park. I Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't have any problems with the park when I went. Like, it, it was good. It was okay. It's just not somewhere I need to go back to because they don't ever add anything. You know, it's a Michigan's yeah. adventure thing. They don't ever add anything. Yeah. Because parks like that, you know, water parks generate substantially more money than theme parks. And parks like that, you know, they make all their money from the water parks. They don't ever have to add anything. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, so i guess what we haven't talked about i know it's not in our list here but canada's wonderland what are they doing because they're kind of in limbo because it's it's run by an american operating you know company but yet it's in canada but it's not that far into canada so it's five hours in canada well if you if you go right across the border from new york it's only about two isn't it okay but it's in toronto like that's yeah that's not right across that's canada dean that's canada that's canada eh that's real Canada. That's, That's not real like, Canada. I Niagara Falls, a, Canada. A, a less side. Canada part of Canada, Dane. It's Canada. <laughs> I mean, from everything from everything I've been seeing, like Canada's handling this thing really well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I can. Well, see they also that. don't live near each other, so. Well, yeah, that's a thing too. But but where this park is is a city, like a major city. Yeah. yeah. They must have stocked up on their liquor, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's 45 minutes, give or take, outside of Toronto. It's in Vaughan. Vaughan. But it's still, like, in the middle of a city. It's. I, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. That's one park I would like to get out to. That and Knott's Berry Farm. And Disneyland, of course, but, you know. Oh, I'll go to Disneyland anytime you want to. For another day. For another day. <laughs> I was I've, actually... given that, I've given that rat a lot of my money. A lot of my money has gone to that rat. I was, I was so. actually well, thinking about it the other day. I want to get back out to Canada's Wonderland this year if they reopen. Like, it's on my short list. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that, too. I have to get a passport, but that'd be fun. Canada's Wonderland would be fun. Uh, definitely got to make it out to Indiana Beach. Um, maybe Holiday World. Maybe. Um, obviously got to go to Six Flags Great America for, uh, you know, Mr. Kyle Hooth there. Um, yeah, they really jewed me over on that one. Yeah, woof. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, I don't know. And obviously, like, you know. I want to get to Kenny. If I don't get to Kenny Wood this year, I'm going to shoot somebody. (laughs) Kenny Wood. What's in Kenny Wood? 
Shit on them. Shit <laughs> I'd on rather them go to all you want. All you want. Kennywood is one of my favorite parks. It really is. Yeah, I got fucked out of Kennywood by this coronavirus. Yeah, Joey was supposed to go there. Ah, they you? weren't. They weren't open. Then anyway. You wouldn't have went. I would have went. Yeah, we we this whole this whole damn virus thing has really screwed us over because we, we we'd be on our we, way to Great America right now. We'd be yeah, on our trip right now. We really yeah. would be. We would be going to Great America, and then two weekends ago damn. we would have been in Kings Island, and then two weeks next before that weekend, we would have been in Orlando. Yeah, two weeks before that, we would have been in Orlando, and, and next weekend, we would be at freaking Cedar Point. You know? Jesus. That's that's one, one, two, three, four. Four different trips. God. And, look, ah, darn. When, when, I, when I say God darn, like, you know, and F this, F that. <laughs> you don't mean it lightly. I don't mean it lightly, one, but I'm not frustrated with anyone here stateside it, i'm not like i get it it's a huge virus huge pandemic i'm not mad at anyone here i'm just grieving like everyone else pissed off about this whole situation you know right. um but you know for another day for another day for another day yeah for another day you know what else is for another day what is else for another day mr kyle Huth? our game show the pre-show you game mean, show the pre-show the game show that one that's the one yeah that's the one that's the one that's where we're what gonna they call invite it. one or so, two lucky listeners to get to play our game you mean our only one and two lucky listeners yeah i have no <laughs> idea of who it's gonna be yet oh i was thinking some of you know the the gang the gang from king's island and i know who you're talking about and i i know i know two people who'd probably come on yeah so the way we were going to play it was we'll pick 10 pre-show audios. We'll play them for them over Skype, and they'll come on. If they get 7 out of – and then they have to guess what attraction it is. 7 out of 10 will get them a small prize from the Rail Riders prize closet. We have and, a prize closet? Well, I have a prize closet. Nice. They'll get a bag of shit. <laughs> bag of stuff. All the, all the crap that it's piling up that I don't want anymore. And then, uh, if <laughs> if they can get all ten somehow, uh, they'll get a pretty decent prize of something that I'll pick. I'll hand pick. You'll hand pick. Hand selected. Hand selected out of the prize closet. Wow. But so that'll sadly, be on our next episode of the Rail time. Riders podcast, right? That's for another time because I didn't have time to get everything around for that. Sorry, you know it's all right. So, so nobody to play. I think we can find some people. We can find some people. Who doesn't want it? You're, you're telling me everybody's busy right now. Come on, Joey. Seriously. Tony, I, bet, how, I, I bet, how, I bet how we can find have you watched this? Come on. You know? Yeah, every zero. time we text you, you're watching a movie. Yeah, true. You know what, Joey? I watch I think my mom. All, I think all 297 of my Twitter <laughs> followers would be very interested in this game show. Wait, you have <laughs> okay. followers? I have 297 Twitter followers. Oh, Twitter. Wow. Look at you, big man. That's big man. Call you big man. Big money moves. Big me. money moves. <laughs> big man. You know, if we had outro music, now is when I'd be playing it, but we don't. From the city that's always swimming in booze, this has been the Rail Riders Podcast. We'll see you down the road.